The Carl Perkins Act, which has seen a variety of name changes, was first authorized by the federal government in 1984 with the goal of increasing the quality of academic, career, and technical skills through career and technical education in the United States. I'm Cheney Mosley, and I was a beneficiary of that act. But it wasn't until I was in high school that a teacher really encouraged me to think about future options. And while I've had a fulfilling career over the last 20 or so years, I can't help but wonder how my life might have been different if I had dreamed about my future work before high school. And that's why the Association for Career and Technical Education has developed a podcast series dedicated to middle school career exploration. Over five episodes, we will hear from a variety of practitioners diligently working in the space of middle school career exploration as they share their thoughts and ideas on why and how exploring careers in middle school is important to the development of adolescents. Joining us today, we have Dr. Robin McLean, who is the middle school agri-science teacher and FFA advisor at Northern Burlington County Regional Middle School in Columbus, New Jersey. Robin, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you. So full disclosure for our audience and those who are tuning in, Robin and I actually met more than 20 years ago when we were both in college and we happened to meet at a leadership conference. And so Robin is a longtime friend in career and technical education. And so if we seem a little bit familiar with one another, it's because we are. And our paths have crossed a few times over the years. Is that pretty pretty accurate, Robin? Oh, that is that is completely accurate. But I can't you know, it can't be over twenty years. We are not that old. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay, we'll, we'll keep that between us, and we won't we won't count back to the date. Uh, so what's interesting, though, Robin, is the entire time that I've known you, you've had a variety of careers, and I I know your current job title, and I've seen you working in that space a little bit. But I got to be honest, other than than saying you're a teacher, I don't really know what a day looks like for you. So could you tell me and tell our listeners, what does an average day look like for you? What does your work involve? Okay, I can tell you that there is absolutely no average day in a career and technical education classroom. Um, you know, I will tell you, I will tell you what today looked like. Um, I had two, two seventh grade classes. We're currently uh, studying environmental science, and so they were partnered up with soil samples they had brought in to make observations about their soil, compare with their neighbors, discuss some of the features in that soil. So, you know, that job skill they were using was, was communication. They were using some teamwork skills. You know, they were using observation skills. I teach a semester-long eighth grade class. We just finished up some presentations comparing agriculture across the United States. And so we were learning how to use Google Sheets to create graphs and analyze some data and then answer some questions related to some of the trends we noted. So again, tying that wow. back to career skills, you know, that, that ability to look at graphs and figure out what that information means and how could it relate to the future is pretty critical. 
the year-long class that I teach, which is called uh, Introduction to Agriculture, Food, and Natural Resources, also an eighth grade class. We're in our unit, um, which is a communication unit, and so today we were looking at some of the characteristics related to public speaking so that they're getting ready to gear up and present speeches to their classmates. And the fourth class that's currently on my, my teaching schedule is I teach a course called Pathways to Success, which really sets the foundation for middle school students as far as study skills and organization skills. And our focus today was looking at the workspace that they work in and thinking about what um, characteristics make a workspace that is conducive to studying, to accomplishing work. Um, that was the teaching day. In between the teaching moments were the conversations with my science colleagues to see what they were doing in the classroom, um, filling out some of the paperwork that you need to fill out as teachers, um, you know, that wonderful 30-minute lunch where I got to debrief with my colleagues, talk about current events, make connections to them in our classroom. Then after school, we had a practice for the milk quality and products career development event team. And so I had nine students staying after evaluating different aspects of milk and cheese. Again, making that career connection, you know, the ability to be an educated consumer when it comes to food choices or consider career opportunities related to food science, related to food safety and, and some of the dairy aspects. So that was so, the day. Most days are pretty okay. much like that. Well, you seem quite busy, but I, I, for clarification, that milk quality and products career development event, is that something you do as part of the normal school day because you're an ag teacher, or is that extracurricular, or that with the that FFA? Is, that is with FFA. We, as a middle school um, program, we actually are one of two middle school FFA chapters in the state of New Jersey, and when oh. we compete, in these career development events. There are no special events for us. So we go head to head against the high school chapters. Uh, for us as middle school students, um, as a middle school program, you know, I really know that what I'm doing is I'm helping students explore the opportunities that exist for them in high school. I don't necessarily train them to be super competitive. I, I train them to build an awareness of what opportunities and events are out there. Well, based on everything you've already told us, it sounds like you're doing a good job of creating that awareness and it's certainly keeping you busy. So right now, at the end of your school day, I'm imagining you sitting at home on the couch with your feet propped up on the ottoman. Is that correct? Um, well, I am following all traffic laws with a hands-free device in transit to home. Yeah, it sounds like the, the typical teacher, you are maximizing your time using every spare minute that you have and I know that we have listeners who, are, who have spent their entire day in the classroom just like you and are probably uh, maybe even listening to this podcast on the way home as well or on the way to their next event, be it with uh, an, a social organization or a church or something like that. So be safe while you're driving, but I'm glad to know you're following all the appropriate laws. Um, Robin, I wonder if you could tell us, we know about the classes that you're teaching. Could you tell us some, some information about your school, maybe the demographics or the type of students that you're serving there? Okay. We, um, we are in what I kind of consider to be a unique school situation in that we serve four sending districts, 
hence the fact we're a regional school. Our students come from the McGuire and Fort Dix Joint Military Base. So I've got some base students, which creates a demographic of students that sometimes are, are moving during the middle of the school year as, as military moves require. We've got students who come from family farms. Um, in the recent past, some of those farms have been bought up for development. So we have students who are living in development and their parents are commuting to New York City or Philadelphia for work. So we have a mix as far as those demographics of our students, what background and what experience they're able to bring in. Um, we also have um, I believe it is 10% of our students are on free and reduced lunch. As far as yeah. student enrollment, we have, um, we serve uh, in the middle school, seventh and eighth grade. Eighth grade has about 430 students and seventh grade, I believe this year's class has 390. That's a large middle school. It is a very large middle school. Wow. All right, well, you know, thank you for serving the students who are in military families. As you know, I'm in the military. And, of course, we met up when I was stationed at Fort Dix just a few years ago. We won't mention the dates. We don't want to date ourselves. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you talked to us a little bit about what you're doing and in, in what you did in the classroom today and with the FFA. You know, you and I know that one way that we can help students explore careers is to create learning simulations in the classroom that mimic the world of work. And so I'm wondering, what are some of the ways that you do that in your class? Um, some of the ways that I create learning simulations, you know, especially at this middle school level, is to get them thinking about some of the, and I, I do not necessarily like the phrase soft skills, but I know it's a common phrase people can identify with. I'll call them employability skills. Some of those I'm employability you, skills. <laughs> yeah. I hate, <laughs> I hate the word soft skills, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, we will very often, we will be doing activities where we're working in a team and I have different roles for different team members. And so they need to fulfill their role, you know, whether it's that they are the person who is responsible for recording information, asking the questions. Um, gathering the materials. And so, you know, that simulation of in the workplace, what roles and responsibilities might you have that you are going to, to work with? You know, also, again, a real-world scenario, those employability skills, the ability to communicate. You know, I cannot stress enough with my students the importance of how do you present yourself, not just because you're a student in the classroom, but you know, what is that impression that you're making on others? Because in the workplace, you know, your, your posture, your facial expressions play and interact with your coworkers. And so we, we do a lot of those sort of simulations, those, those employability skills, you know, the ability to come to work prepared to do the task at hand. No, that sounds so. incredible. Um, I, I think, We've probably all worked with uh, with others in the world of work who who may have liked some of those employability skills. So I'm glad to hear you're instilling that in your students at such an early age. One one thing that I've read recently that could be that probably is an employability skills 
is um, what we call grit, the ability to persevere to experience a challenge and then overcome. And I have a hunch that when working with students and getting them to think about future career options that as a teacher you might experience some challenges and have to exhibit grit yourself. So along that line, what, what do you find to be most challenging when getting students to think about future career options? One of the challenges that I experience is that a lot of times students at, at the seventh grade level are not necessarily thinking about the fact that some of the choices they're making today have the potential to influence future employment. Um, and I don't just mean the social media choices that they're making. You know, the choices that they're making, we have um, a large amount of electives at our middle school as opportunities for our eighth graders. And so they sure. don't necessarily think about, you know, what career am I going to go into? You know, they're thinking about, oh, what elective is going to be the most fun? Um, so yeah. at that early age, trying to get them to think about how the choices they make today are going to be influencing their careers of the future. Um, I'm fortunate we have uh, what we call a career hall, and we have a variety of posters related to some different careers. And what I've discovered is that I take each of my classes, we do a lesson that involves doing some career surveys, but then looking at the posters and studying the posters and sometimes seeing the jobs that are listed there sparks a little bit of an interest and helps students realize, wait, this is an actual career. Maybe I need to think about how I could pursue this. So really getting them to see that as a middle schooler, the choices they make truly do start to shape some of the careers that they might explore. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that, and I'm glad that you took it aside from social media because I think a lot of middle school students are hearing it's what you do on social media, it's what you do on social media, but it, the career, the choices are far more beyond social media that impact future career opportunities. And I know you're very active on Twitter in that activity you just described. I think I've seen a picture of that somewhere. It sounds like maybe you've posted that on some social media platform yourself, potentially. Uh, I'm wondering, Robin, if you've experienced any challenges working with the families of your students when getting them to think about future career options. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a, really, good, a really good question, um, especially because as an agricultural education teacher, building some of that ag literacy um, and advising the FSA, I have a lot of parents that often think about what agriculture used to be and are saying, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want my students to take a class that's going to prepare them to be a farmer. They don't want to be a farmer. I think one of the challenges that I face in, in the area that I work in is helping parents see beyond the stereotype and look at the diversity of careers that are out there that their children could be in, you know, marine biologists, wow. food chemists, you know, and thinking about those opportunities. And I think the other stigma um, that I sometimes, even with parents at the middle school level, you know, when I, um, I will say to my students, and when we do the career exploration, we'll look at the fact that not every job needs a college education that there are some right. high paying jobs that are out there that are based on skills and can be rewarding both mentally and you know fulfilling otherwise 
and helping parents see past some of those stereotypes. I mean, not that I'm saying don't go to college. I mean, I'm, I'm a multi-college graduate, but, but helping see all the options that are out there is something that I sometimes encounter, you know, even with the parents of these middle school students. You brought up a really interesting point, something that a lot of us may not think of when we consider the importance of middle school career exploration. We're always focused on the future, but, but the point you made was that some of us, some of our, our families and our, and our parents are, while they want to focus on the future, might be reflecting on the past. And we know the world of work has changed dramatically. So yeah, overcoming some of the challenges or the barriers associated with those negative stereotypes that might exist with careers from 20 years ago because they look so much different today. Yes. So, so you do a lot, you have done a lot. What I should let some of our listeners know now is that Robin was actually the Association for Career and Technical Education's National Teacher of the Year in 2012. So you're a very accomplished teacher. You know a lot. People come to you for advice. You present at workshops. You help anyone who asks, and I know that to be true. But I have a hunch it wasn't always that way. So. If, thinking about when you first started teaching, if you could send a message to, to your first year teaching self, what would you tell the younger Robin McLean? Um, I would tell the younger Robin McLean, do not be afraid to ask for help, but also to let your students know that you don't know everything. Um, I entered teaching in January of the year that I started teaching. So I had that, um, you know, already halfway through the year, some of those challenges. And so I thought, you know, I had to know it all. And, you know, and that meant know it all for my students and not reach out to help from my colleagues. You know, and I look at that today and that is the farthest thing. I will stand in front of a class and my students might ask me something and I will say, you know what, I'm not sure the answer, but why don't you go find that out for me and let the whole class know tomorrow? You know, so it makes them know that I'm human, but it also puts accountability back on them for exploring their curiosity. That's a good, I like that. I may have to use that at some point. I haven't thought about that. So thanks for sharing that with us. So you're good at a lot of things. We know that you are an incredible teacher. You are a great FFA advisor. So for our listeners, they may be sitting back thinking, gosh, what can't this woman do? So my question is this, what are you not very good at? I am not very good at separating my professional life from my personal life. Um, I, <laughs> um, welcome to teacher life. You know, I just saw something on Facebook recently about the fact that, you know, teachers bring that emotional baggage home with them, even though they've left the workplace. And, uh, you know, I, I find that true. You know, I come home and and as I'm home, I'm thinking, okay, what can I do for the student in my class who speaks Vietnamese and doesn't speak English? You know, how can I help reach him? Um, you know, and so, so I have that constantly going on in my life. I do take advantage, you know, in the summer, not only of professional conferences and taking my students to camp, but personal travel 
but I'm on that personal travel with the mindset of, all right, what pictures can I take that I'm going to bring back to use in some of my different lessons? You know, what observations can I make? Wow. And so, you know, finding that, that balance, and I, I just read a book recently, and I can't recall what it was, but it talked about instead of balance, you know, calling it a comfort area. You know, it doesn't have to be 50% work and 50% personal, but finding what you're comfortable with. And I think that that is probably my greatest struggle. You know, finding that, okay, how do I take that time to be still at home, to embrace my family and be an active part of the family without all those school thoughts running through my head? You know, Robin, if you can figure out a solution to that problem, let me know, we will write a book, and then we will retire together. Because every teacher listening probably relates to what you just said. The, the big takeaways from our conversation today, two things that are evident. One is the amount of planning and preparation that goes into a middle school teacher's day in order to help students really explore career opportunities for the future. And the other thing that I think you're quite good at is inspiring curiosity and providing your students with challenging opportunities that cause them to maybe rethink some of their current actions or some of their initial thoughts about the careers that they might pursue in the future. So today we were joined by Dr. Robin McLean, who is the middle school agri-science teacher and FFA advisor at Northern Burlington County Regional Middle School in Columbus, New Jersey. Robin, thanks for your time and thank you for sharing your expertise about middle school career exploration and congratulations on all of your successes and the work that you do. Well, thank you, Cheney, and I hope to see some of our listeners at the ACTE Vision Conference, so find me there. <laughs> <laughs>